On this episode of the Girl Talk Podcast, God will soften your heart, but it does start with the choice Mm -hmm. and then often obedience. And for me, it started with saying a minor prayer for that person. You are listening to the Light FM's Girl Talk podcast brought to you by Concurrently, the News Coach podcast helping you to talk to your kids about today's culture and cultivate a biblical approach to the headlines. You can get that podcast wherever you get podcasts. We're so glad you're here today. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. I'm Trisha. And today we're going to talk about broken promises. Woo-wee. That's a that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think broken promises are so hard on our hearts? Let's start there. Oh, I, well, I think we've um, started dreaming mm. after somebody makes a promise, or even if we create a promise in our head that somebody <laughs> didn't actually promise something, but we make something up in our head. Um, we start to dream, and then mm. it's it becomes shattered dreams. In mm. addition mm. to shattered. Mm-hmm broken promises yeah i created this um reality mm-hmm. all around this promise and when it wasn't fulfilled it was a shattered dream and that hurts mm-hmm. that hurts a heart because mm-hmm. you can't get that back can't wrote, get a shattered dream back i wrote a, a blog post one time called what do you wear to the death of a dream Ooh, mm. black yeah. <laughs> all black it was it was yeah. one of those blog posts that you write and think, did I write that? Where uh, mm-hmm. did that? Yeah. yeah. The death of a dream. Yeah. That's it, tough. It's hard. What What were you thinking, Tricia? Well, I was thinking a broken promise is super painful because it erodes your trust in that person. Mm-hmm. It's a deep wound for the relationship. And the closer you are to the person, the harder a broken promise cuts. Mm-hmm. And it really, it, it is expectations and it is dreams, but it's also faith in that person mm-hmm. and then, and how they think about you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that eroding of trust is probably the most painful part. And I think it makes you question things. It makes you mm-hmm. question everything, especially yeah. if it's a person that's broken a promise. It, do you start to question is anything else that comes out of their mouth true? Mm-hmm. What else is, uh, when's the other shoe going to drop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when's the next thing going to happen? And it takes you totally off balance. And do you think that the closer that the person is to you, the harder it is not to see everyone with those lenses of doubt? Yeah. I mean, I would think so, because if that person can do that to me, then everybody will do that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so especially if it's... a spouse or a parent mm-hmm. or one of those really important relationships. Yes, it can erode your trust in everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. So we know that everybody experiences some kind of broken promise in their lifetime. So how do you forgive? Let's mm-hmm. talk about forgiveness for a few minutes, because I think we've spoken to expectations. We've spoken to dreams. We've spoken to trust. And when all of those are broken, you kind of are at ground zero of this relationship, whether it be a a friend, a spouse, a family member, Mm -hmm. a parent, whatever the case may be. So how do you start from ground zero to begin to forgive somebody who's hurt you and broken a promise? Mm -hmm. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good, I mean, I've got some. Come on. 
experience in this area. Yeah. Um, I think we all have experience in this area, but it's, you know, for me, um, what, one of the things that I was reminded of when I had to go through a major time of forgiveness, um, was that unforgiveness is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. Yep. And when I found myself really dealing with some major unforgiveness mm-hmm. and some major hostility and bitterness, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I didn't like the person I became. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the feelings I was thinking. And yeah. so for me, forgiveness was a choice. Mm. It, it wasn't a feeling. It wasn't a... Um, all things are rosy. It was, it was a, it was a real step putting a foot in front Uh of the other Mm -hmm. to say, I don't want to continue to feel this way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether this person, because this person I had to forgive never actually really apologized Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the explosion that they brought upon Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people. And so I wasn't going to get that apology mm-hmm. in the way that I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I really had to take that step. And a lot of that came through, um, through prayer. Yeah. Yes. And it came through, uh, self-searching mm. and it came through having conversations with other people who could help me process that. So I want to, I want to talk about that a little bit because you said two things. You said it took a lot of self-searching, but you also said, I didn't like who I was becoming. Mm. And, and I think one of the things that we, um, neglect doing when we're in the middle of a situation is that we think our feelings are more important than anything else. You know, that that quote that, that unforgiveness is a poison we drink hoping it will kill somebody else, that quote completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the day that I, I heard that quote. I remember the man who said it. I was doing an interview, and he said that, and I just started to sob in the middle of it and he was looking at me I didn't know him very well and he was looking at me like oh boy and um but that statement changed my life because nobody had ever confronted me with the fact that I was letting my feelings drive the train Mm. and the train was headed down a one-way broken track Mm. and I was getting ready to crash and burn and that it was that statement that kind of made me pull the brakes and say "Ooh, this is turning me into somebody that I don't want to become. So if someone happens to be listening to this podcast right now and they're like, yeah, but you don't know what happened because that's the first thing we go to. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. You don't know what they did. Yeah. You don't know how it hurt me. Justification. Exactly. Understand. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And if I let go, they're never going to get justice served. Correct. And that is not true. That's not God says justice is mine. Mm -hmm. They will receive justice. You hanging on to anger, you hanging on to bitterness does not do anything except make you unhappy bitter. and bitter. Yeah. And yeah. that realization is huge is. in the forgiveness process, mm-hmm. like huge. I, 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 I would venture to say, besides the Bible, there's no other words that I've heard that have like impacted my life more than those because I was struggling with that unforgiveness in my heart and I could not let go of my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think a sign of maturity is being able to say I can forgive and not affirm what they did. Right. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of people think that's what forgiveness Mm -hmm. is, that they're saying what you did was okay and we're all good now. And, and that's not the case. Mm -hmm. That's not what forgiveness is. So let's talk for a minute about what it really means to forgive. Mm -hmm. Well, I love the fact that you said, 
forgiveness isn't always about the feeling. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness and feelings can be very different. And sometimes it starts with obedience. I wrote down for me the times in my life that I have had to really make the choice to forgive. I realized and I have found that forgiveness is a process. Mm -hmm. It is not always a one and done. Yeah. 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 Well, I made that choice yesterday. Well, guess what? I have to make it again today. Mm -hmm. It is a process, but it will get easier. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget the time that God told me to pray for the person that had most hurt me. And I questioned him. I said, (laughs) what? Pray for them? And I felt very strongly that he wanted me to. And so I remember my first prayer for that person. It felt like I had rocks in my mouth. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, bless him. (laughs) That's it. That's all you're getting. Just whatever. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) And I did that for about a week. Me too, yes. But it got a little easier. Yeah. And then it got a little bit easier. Yes. And I will never forget also the day that all of a sudden I felt bad for that person. Mm. I had empathy for them. Mm-hmm. I never had any empathy for them before. Yeah, Rocks yeah. in my mouth, no empathy. Right. One day I went, oh, I bet they feel really badly about that. Mm. And it changed everything for me. Yeah, yeah. God will soften your heart, but it does start with the choice mm-hmm. and then often obedience. And for me, it started with saying a minor prayer for that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, one of the other things that really helped me a lot, too, is we um, we have a very wise uh, staff person here. Um, his name is Kim Heck, mm-hmm. um, who when I was going through all the stuff I was dealing with, um, he looked at me and he said, uh, you're bitter. Ooh. You're struggling with bitterness, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And first of all, to have somebody in my life who is willing to call me out on that yeah. mm-hmm. and say, hey, you, this is this is going to become a problem if you let it. Mm. Um, you need to you need to figure this out was yep. eye opening. Mm. First of all, thank you, Kim, for that. <laughs> second of all, God, may I be that for someone else, mm-hmm. you know. And the second thing he did is he sent me to a um, sermon. Uh, Robert Morris has a sermon called uh, Bitter Roots. Mm. And it it was it was the mo- it was the moment where I where God said, Kelly, you have a choice. You can choose to be bitter and you can choose to hang on to your unforgiveness um, or you can choose to give it to me and let me handle all of it. And you can mm-hmm. let go of the bitterness. Mm-hmm. And it it was transformational. Yeah. Transformational for me. Absolutely. Important moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think, though, is very important is that um, forgiveness does not equal reconciliation right mm-hmm. it does not equal always 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 you're right that's right, right. You're right. Yeah. yeah it doesn't always equal trusting that person again right either that you can still forgive someone and not trust them um, in the future yeah. you can still forgive someone and get past this current hurt and give it to god and still make choices that um keep you from falling for the same thing again in the future what you're talking about is boundaries yes yes correct forgiveness with boundaries and i don't mean that boundaries around your forgiveness i mean you forgive them but you don't always return to the same type of relationship that you had with them i mean especially if you're talking you know if some if someone's physical abuse you can you can forgive that you can work through that but that doesn't mean you should stay in that situation Mm -hmm. yes correct so that's what we're talking about too and i i 
I love what both of you have said, and I also kept bumping my head on Mark 11, where it's where Jesus says, "Whenever you stand praying, forgive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have anything <laughs> against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive your trespasses." Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, Anything against anyone. Anything against anyone. He was mm-hmm. he was basically saying all that and everything. All that and everything. <laughs> you gotta forgive all that <laughs> and everything, you know? And and I think this is, you know, relevant for me. God's been really dealing with me about a ton of things because the older I get, the more I realize whew, I'm still a mess. I have not arrived and um God has been dealing with me about repentance. Mm-hmm. And how we make that a regular part of our relationship. Yes. You know, not just repentance for the big things like unforgiveness against somebody who's hurt you with some type of catastrophic life event, but repentance of my own pride mm-hmm. and repentance in thinking I'm better than whoever hurt me because I didn't hurt anybody in that way. Well, I've killed people with my words. I've had mm-hmm. thoughts that were not of the Lord. I've injured people with my pride I mean you know so much stuff and so God has been continually doing this thing in me to say repentance is not a you know thing that you do at the altar on Sunday morning it's something that you need to do every day and make that a part of your relationship with me I was reading a book about Corey Ten Boom and she was talking about a circle she said when we have unconfessed sin it opens a place in that circle for the devil to get in Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that mm-hmm. that circle always stays closed. Wow, that's a great illustration. Mm-hmm. She told it in more eloquent terms, but basically yeah. that's what she was saying, that we need to continue to be repentant before the Lord of little sins, big sins, all sins, every sin, um, even our sin of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because when we don't, I mean, just what you were speaking to, when we allow that bitterness to stay, it opens a place in our relationship with God where the enemy can come in and that yeah. bitterness can take root quicker than anything. And man, once that, it's like kudzu, once it gets in there, it grows right. and grows and like feet every day. And just like kudzu, it kills what it's around. And it's good for nothing. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. It's killing whatever is left of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that it's so important that we continue to make repentance a part of our journey because I think the tendency is to say, oh, you repent of your sin one time and you're good, you know. But for me, I've realized more recently mm-hmm. that. God longs for me to make mm-hmm. that repentance moment by moment, day by day, day, by day and yeah, continue yeah. to close that circle and say, I'm sorry, Lord, for whatever it is, my pride, my selfishness, my unforgiveness, and to continue to make that a theme in my, my life. And that softens your heart, too. Mm-hmm. Once you start to do that and you're more aware of the things that you need to forgive and the things that you need to repent of in the moment, your heart just gets softer and softer and you can be led by God mm-hmm more effectively, more closely. Yeah. And then you you start to have a, a communication with God that you didn't have before mm-hmm. because he's lovingly telling you about something. You're then confessing and repenting of it. And then he is, is communicating with you that that is pleasing to him. And it, it's a beautiful way of strengthening your relationship. Forgiveness will strengthen your relationship with mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And then after that repentance in order for me to move forward in a relationship with a person who has hurt me that I need to forgive, it has to come down to the fact that I can't trust anybody else mm. with 
my heart, really. Yeah. Only God is completely trustworthy. And I'm thinking about a friend and she she left her church because she was so hurt because people didn't uh, respond in a, in a way that was loving um, after she went through a loss. And uh, and through talking with her, I realized she was expecting them to give her what they never really could mm. that only God can give. Mm. And, and we put those expectations, hopes, or dreams on someone else. But even the most wonderful person in our life, even the person that might love us the most, will fail. Mm-hmm. It's only God that won't. Mm-hmm. And when I'm thinking that somebody's going to give me what I need that I can only get from God, there will be a broken promise there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for me, when I went through my divorce, I walked around just with an empty bucket asking somebody to fill it back up yeah Mm -hmm. and nobody would and I was so frustrated and mad and angry that nobody could make it better and there was only one place I could go you know to get that bucket filled back up and so I think it's so important that we mention here that you we 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 think the best of people until they give us reason not to and then when they let us down we don't understand why and that breach of trust and that breach of brokenness is a real crossroads mm-hmm. for you to either dive into to your relationship with God or to isolate and continue to be miserable. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to simplify it that much, but I think really yeah. that is the choice yeah. um, for forgiveness. I mean, there's... There's so many verses in the Bible, you know, Ephesians 4:32, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Those are some pretty strong words right there, <laughs> you know. If you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Okay, that is reason enough for us to forgive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it also speaks to the fact that we are going to break promises Mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not just that people are going to break promises for us. We, too, are promise breakers. Yeah. That's part of living in a broken world and not being perfect people. Yeah. So let's work hard not to break promises either. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So how do you trust again? We've spoken to it just a little bit about um, how do we trust again after a broken promise. I want to give us some practical tips to kind of walk away with today if there's somebody who's feeling like they're coming to this conversation and if they could talk back to us, they would say, but you don't understand, but you don't know, Mm -hmm. but you Mm -hmm. don't, but, 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 but. Mm -hmm. Let's let's give them some practical things to try. Okay. Yeah. Um, just in terms of healing and taking a step forward, making progress. What would you say would be one or two things that you guys would would suggest? To me, the secret sauce. Yeah. Pray for them. Yeah. It will change you. Yeah. It may or may not change them, but yeah. it will most certainly change you. Yeah. yeah. I think the other thing is to talk to them. And I think it's perfectly fine to say to someone, I don't trust you. Mm. Uh, And I want to trust you. Help me trust you again. Let's Mm. figure out together how I can trust you after this relationship has been broken. Mm. Let's come together. Openness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes that takes a third party. Um, Uh I'm a big fan of Christian counseling. Mm -hmm. 
I've been I've had more counseling than all of us put together. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving up the charts. Right. We're all fans of Christian uh, counseling I'm around a here. Flyer of Christian <laughs> counseling. Um, but I, I, I really, I mean, we joke about it, but really, there is nothing like having a neutral third party who can help you communicate those very things because sometimes the emotions get in the way of being able to say those in a way that doesn't sound um, manipulative. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it helps if we can pull a third party in there sure. and say, help mm-hmm. us talk through these things. So don't be afraid to ask for help. The other thing I would say, and this this was often the thing that I would roll my eyes at when I was going through the struggle to forgive, but God, there is nothing like God's word. And, and you can roll your eyes all you want to, and you can fight against it, but I am telling you what's the truth, that God's word is living and active. And it, the Bible says this, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It gets down to the intents of our heart. That's why we stay away from it oftentimes, because the intents of our heart aren't good. And so we stay away from the Bible because we don't want anybody knowing the intents of our heart. It's just what they did and how I feel. Mm. But here's the thing. You're never going to be healed until you get to the intents of your heart. That is true. Like fully healed, like full forgiveness, full healing is not going to come until you deal with that issue in your heart. I I can only say that because Mm -hmm. I've been there and I know. And I've cried and I've rolled my eyes and I've stomped my foot and I've pouted as much as anybody can. But that is true. God's word is alive. It's active. And if you will let it do its work, healing can come. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you're resistant and you walk away and you refuse to let that word do its work, then you will stay miserable. And I'm telling you, the fast track to it is just what we've talked about here. Mm-hmm. Talk it out. Mm-hmm. Pray for them. Get some help if you need it. Get in the word. See what the word says about what you are to do next. God will be faithful to direct you every step of the way. And when you realize you have a God who loves you mm-hmm. so much, you don't have to beg for scraps of love from other people. Yep. They may hurt you, but if you have a God, which you do, who loves you and will be there for you, you can forgive people who mm-hmm. can't be that for you. So good. And I think like you mentioned earlier too, Carol, setting up those boundaries, mm-hmm. boundaries around your heart, uh, boundaries around your actions and behaviors uh, that enables you to be able to walk back into a situation with faith and confidence and trust and be able to trust someone with um, with boundaries. Mm-hmm. Lisa Turkhurst has a great new book about boundaries. If we're looking yeah, for resources. And good boundaries. Yes. Good. Ba- I think it's called Good Boundaries. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Also, uh, the boundaries book. There's boundaries for marriage, boundaries mm-hmm. for your kids. There's all sorts of versions of it by uh Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Okay. I think that one we've posted that one before, but we'll put that in the show notes for you as well. Lots of resources to help you work through. But the important thing is that you know that we love you. Mm-hmm. We want to see you live the abundant life that God has promised. And we know that forgiveness is part of his plan for you, whatever your hurt may be. We don't minimize your hurt at all. Mm-hmm. We want to walk with you. We want to love you through it. But we also want to be that friend that tells you the truth. And that holds you accountable and says, hey, let's grow through this together and allow God to use it in our lives. So if there's a way that we can pray for you, you're welcome to reach out. You can always email us at girltalkatthelightfm.org. So thank you for doing that. We love getting your emails and being able to pray for you. 
um, in whatever situation that you find yourself in. We want to say thank you to our friends and sponsors concurrently, the News Coach podcast that helps you talk to your kids about today's culture and cultivate a biblical approach to the headlines. You can get that podcast wherever you get podcasts. And thank you for being here today for this episode. We'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast. 